Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. Today, we are covering a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, vertigo, because my very first patient as an intern was actually a patient who was really dizzy, and I had no idea what to do. It was one of many residency moments where you could just kind of pause and think and you get that like, oh no, what did I get myself into type feeling? I mean, it could have been like chest pain or a stroke, but no, like the patient had severe vertigo. First day on my own, my very first patient ever is he's crying and vomiting and complaining of how dizzy is. Uh, Zach, fix it. So, I mean, that was my welcome to emergency medicine. Today, I'm going to help you with this chief complaint. It's a very tricky chief complaint, actually. I still think it's kind of difficult. But as a med student, you just really need to know a few basic steps. It all comes down to, does this patient have central vertigo, aka like the bad vertigo, the brain vertigo, or peripheral vertigo, the not bad vertigo? Every single step today is trying to identify central vertigo versus peripheral vertigo. That's the whole game here. Even before that, though, we need to clarify a few things. Vertigo versus lightheadedness. Because dizziness literally means nothing to your attending. Don't ever say dizzy. It's either vertigo or lightheadedness. Lightheadedness is that feeling of wooziness or like the patient's going to fall down, lose consciousness. And this tends to be more of a cardiovascular type of complaint, whereas vertigo is the sensation of movement when none exists. So you have to ask the patient, is the, is the room moving and the floor moving when you're just sitting there completely still? Because that's vertigo. That's more of a neuro and ear complaint as opposed to a heart complaint. And so vertigo is what we're covering today. So here we go. Central vertigo is bad. So we need to go hunting for central vertigo. So step one is the symptom description consistent with central vertigo. Now this isn't a hundred percent, but in general, central vertigo is actually not that impressive. It's this mild, vague, really benign sounding complaint. Again, it's not impressive at all. The patient isn't vomiting their brains out. They're just like a little bit spinny. This is opposed to this sudden, intense, severe vertigo, lots of vomiting, and that's more peripheral, at least classically. The more mild the symptoms, the more concerned you need to be with this. Step two, Are the associated symptoms consistent with central vertigo? These are called the four dangerous Ds of vertigo, and you got to know this. Double vision, aka diplopia. Difficulty swallowing, which is dysphagia. Difficulty moving or walking, this is called dysmetria. And difficulty speaking, which is dysarthria. Diplopia, dysphagia, dysmetria, and dysarthria. Those are all symptoms suggestive of a brainstem issue, and that makes you very highly concerned for central bad vertigo. So those four Ds go in your presentation every time. On the other hand, what are findings associated with peripheral vertigo? Non-brainstem vertigo. Again, this isn't 100%, but you are looking for ear issues this time, not brainstem issues. So ringing in the ears, hearing changes. Anytime someone's uh, vertigo is triggered with head movement, that's like a big one. 
That is those semicircular canals. Those make you think peripheral ear vertigo, not central brain vertigo. Okay? Now step three. Does this patient have any risk factors consistent with central vertigo? The most common cause of central brain vertigo and issues with the brainstem are, not surprisingly, strokes. So if they're old, heaven forbid they've had strokes before, you better be looking for central causes. If they're young but recently injured their neck, you better be worried about central causes as well. The famous case there is a carotid dissection. Look for risk factors for stroke and trauma. Step four, is the exam consistent with central vertigo? Again, since central vertigo is a brain issue, you need to do a full neuro exam, the whole full neuro exam, including walking. Abnormalities here are bad. Don't forget to listen for carotid breweries and do that sort of as part of your neuro exam as well. It's a good habit to get into. On the other hand, you also should be doing a peripheral exam. If peripheral vertigo is an ear issue, then you better look in the patient's ears before you present to your attending. You should also do something called a Dix-Hallpike test on those semicircular canals. Turn the patient's head 45 degrees to the right ear, to the left ear, and then lay the patient backwards and hang their head off the bed, keeping their head turned. Watch for nystagmus and try to compare the sides. A positive test here actually suggests peripheral ear vertigo and kind of points your diagnosis towards those semicircular canals again. And then last, step five, treat. If this patient has at all any red flags for central vertigo, they get MRI, CT, the full eval. If it's less concerning peripheral vertigo and everything kind of points in that direction, then you just got to control the symptoms. And lots of medicines will work for this. I recommend that you start off by learning one. There's this magical medicine called meclizine. It works okay, maybe not the best, but it geniusly has been branded and the, the name for that is called antivert. So your patients just love it. Meclizine is probably the most common anti-vertigo medicine that I've seen. And just know that there's a few others out there as well that might even work better, but meclizine is the classic. That wraps up this episode with vertigo. It's all about identifying the bad central brain vertigo. It's all about those red flags. Is the vertigo vague, mild, and insidious? Do they have any of those dangerous Ds of diplopia, dysphagia, dysmetria, dysarthria? Do they have risk factors for central vertigo like old age or recent neck trauma? Do they have an abnormal neuro exam or carotid breweries? There are lots of peripheral causes out there as well, which we didn't really get into today. So in my patient, they had benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, or BPPV. There's also labyrinthitis, vestibular neuritis, Meniere's disease, ear infections. We didn't have time to cover those, but you should at least be able to rattle off a few of those peripheral causes, BPPV being the big one. Just know a couple of them. And then, all right, heads up, we're almost done here. Hang with me. There is currently a hot EM topic called the HINTS exam, which is basically a special vertigo exam that is getting a lot of press. It's called the HINTS exam, H-I-N-T-S, and I, I still find it really hard to do myself, but you need to know that this HINTS exam exists, 
And you would look really sharp if you asked your attending to show you how to do one of these, especially if you read up on it a little bit beforehand. So special shout out this week to Daniel, who recommended this topic and requested it a few weeks ago. I appreciated the email, and I hope you understand the basics here today at least. If anybody else has any episode ideas, shoot me an email, zach at emclerkship.com. I'd love to chat with you. As always, please tell a friend about the podcast. And until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.